Hey team, Richard Tubb here, back with another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, long-time listeners to this show will know that one of my goals of this podcast show is to highlight the cutting-edge tech that is disrupting, that is positively disrupting the managed service provider industry. So today, I'm speaking to someone who has over 15 years of experience in working with MSPs. He's a seasoned startup founder, and he's built a platform that I think will be very interesting to manage service provider owners. Michael Lawson, welcome to Talk. Good to be here. Nice to meet you. You're, you're joining us fairly late in the day, working day, because you're joining us from across there in New Zealand. So first of all, thank you for staying up late to speak to me. It's early in the morning here in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England, and later for you. But uh, how is New Zealand today? Uh Exhausting today. It's uh, we're in the middle of summer, so it's it's actually pretty hot, which is a bit surprising. Yeah, uh, New Zealand. It's nice climate most of the time, but the last few days it's, it's been stinking. So. It's a place I've never visited, but yeah, when it's very hot, we we've only got limited sympathy for you, Michael, because it's like minus three in Newcastle upon Tyne at the moment. So, oh, look, I'll take that you do. <laughs> I'll take that you do. Well, before we jump into your latest innovation, MoveBot, I wanted to elaborate a little bit on my introduction there. So tell us a bit more, if you would, about your 15-year journey in managed services. Yeah, sure. I mean, my my 15-year journey has been, I guess, working with managed services companies um, across both of the startups that I've I've founded. Uh, And then early in my career, um, I spent a lot of time on the ground uh, working for a couple of sort of telco slash managed service providers because it was, it was a while ago. So the, the MSP space hadn't really developed then, but I've been playing with tech ever since, I think. I, I can remember when I was 10 or 11, um, building websites and and mucking around with with computers and pulling stuff <laughs> pieces and whatnot. So, yeah, so my um, my, my journey in managed services began uh, when, I was, when I was relatively young. My first few jobs were were with MSPs, and then I, I have a real love for building building stuff, uh, and and so I've I've been tinkering around with software development and and whatnot for um, since I was quite young, and so gravitated more towards that side of things. Uh, and then previous previous startup that I built was a company called Linewise, and we did um, we did network firewalls for schools, uh, so really high on the reporting and analytics and whatnot, um, and built that over over a few years, and then exited to a, an Australian company uh, called called Family Zone. And at that point, I said, no, that was kind of fun. Going to do it again, and, and saw another problem in uh, file transfers. Starting with SFTP, I needed to sort of be able to push files around uh, via SFTP, and then came across this this problem um, with migrations and I mean data moving it's it's quite a boring sort of thing there's there's nothing exciting about migrating data um, but it, oddly enough it was one of those things that that was actually really really hard um, especially when when there's scale involved and so yeah we started started looking at this problem uh, and started to to build a solution for it and it we quite Quite excited about where it's going, and again, it's it's not it's not the most interesting thing in the world uh, migrations. But you know, you've got to be very very sure when you're moving data for a customer or a client that that it's going to work and that there's not going to be any data loss um, or corruption. Everything's going to appear where it should be in the destination and in a timely fashion. Um, and so that's yeah, that's kind of where we've got to. 
Yeah, well, you're. I was going to. I hope this is not an offensive uh, comment to make, but I was going to say you're a fellow geek like myself. You love. It sounds as though you love messing around with technology as I do as well. But the interesting thing, as you say, about data migration is, yeah, it, it's not very exciting. However, it is absolutely necessary, isn't it? And it's one of those precise things that you need to do as a managed service provider, which has led us to the conversation here today. So we'll talk a little bit more about um, about the the product and how it can help MS. Piece. But your company uh, the that you're referring to at the moment, Couchdrop, um, where are the rest of the team based? You're in New Zealand there. Um, are the team in New Zealand as well, or are you remotely distributed? Uh, we're a bit of both. So most of the team is, is here in Christchurch, New Zealand, which is in mm-hmm. the South Island. Um, but we have a couple of people uh, across in Vancouver, of all places. Um, and and then we've just brought up resource in Prague. Uh, so we've got a guy uh, working out of Prague and, and our customer success team. And our customers are pretty much everywhere. So it's kind of a weird thing when you're talking about the company. We, you know, we're a New Zealand tech company, but we don't really have any customers in New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> People don't really get that. It's, it's a very, very strange thing. Um, most most of our customers are, are in North America and then over in, in the EU. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally get it. But um, I'm going to rewind a little bit. I want to talk about the product itself, MoveBot. I remember that before I sold my MSP business, and we're going back sort of 12, 13 years, obviously the MSP world then was mostly on site, like servers and workstations. But fast forward to the present day, of course, and nearly everybody listening to this show uh, will know the situation is reversed and the majority of business is, uh, you know, in the cloud nowadays. So uh, we've got services, Microsoft 365, Dropbox, Google Workspace and more. But when we first moved into this cloud world, we were prom- promised something, a little something, I should say, called data portability. Uh, and it's come to the fore again recently. I think, you know, the ability to easily move our data between cloud services was promised to us. However, that really hasn't happened, in my opinion. And moving data between cloud services can be a bit of a challenge, really. And, and that's the challenge you're looking to fix, isn't it, if I understand correctly, with MoveBot. So tell us more about where the idea for MoveBot came from and tell us more about what the product does. Um, well, the the idea came from, came from CouchDrop, uh, which is this SFTP server that sits on top of any cloud storage uh, platform. And, you know, we saw just looking at what some of some of our tech partners and MSPs were using it for was migrations and thought, well, that's kind of nuts. Um, you know, SFTP is not designed to, to, to do a migration. There's all sorts of caveats and constraints with it. And, and so we started looking at that that problem and discovered that it was actually a lot bigger than than we thought it was. Um, and I was kind of surprised to be to be honest. Uh, as you said, like it's moving data between different cloud platforms seems like something that should be so trivial. Um, and it just simply wasn't. And even doing it for ourselves uh, a few times, it's it can be a bit of a nightmare. Uh, and so we yeah we sort of took couch drop and then we evolved it and took some of the good parts of the technology abstractions and whatnot and then built it, um, built it into a platform which can you know, migrate data at scale. And it doesn't, as you alluded to, it doesn't really end there, right? So uh, we've, we're starting to, to move in the direction of data lifecycle management and doing things like syncing between different cloud platforms. 
and also uh, simple things like backups and whatnot. So if you want to take a snapshot of Google Drive in its current form and just pop it in S3 or in another storage provider, uh, you can use MoveBot to do that. It's, it's really all just about um, getting that uh, getting that data compatibility and, and moving it across uh, whenever you want. I mean, at, a big part of a big part of migrations uh, involves a lot of planning and a lot of care and and a, and a massive cost for for both the MSP and the customer as well. Um, the idea with MoveBot is really to to make it so easy that you just do it whenever whenever your customer needs to do it, and uh, it's it's really not something that you should be thinking about. Yeah. And as you say, it doesn't sound a particularly exciting product. I mean, you're open about that. However, it is absolutely necessary. And I know the audience of managed service provider owners, technology businesses listening, if you've ever done a data migration, it can be fraught with challenges and it just ends up wanting to tear your hair out. So um, this is why I think this product is going to be so interesting to our audience. But we have got a global MSP audience here. Um Lots of MSPs, I think, out there using lots of different cloud services. So run us through the platforms at the, the, the moment that MoveBot uh, supports the data migration. Uh, look, pretty much everything. <laughs> 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 that, that, I mean, it doesn't really work if, if we don't support um, if we don't support everyone, right? So and and we're extending that support as as we go quite rapidly. Uh, so the the most common platforms we sort of see is is definitely Google Drive and the Office 365 ecosystem, um, but we we of course support Dropbox, we support Ignite, uh, which a few of the MSPs listening should I will probably be using. Um, SharePoint, obviously, Office 365, Google Workspaces, and a lot of the smaller tools as well. Uh, so things like Huddle and BIM 360 and these mm. sorts of these sorts of platforms, which are a little bit more niche um, and and certainly not so popular, but people need to move data in and out of them, uh, and and so we support them out of the box. And of course, you know, if you've got that traditional move of on-prem servers, uh, MoveBot will also do that as well. It'll also go the other way. So if you're wanting to move data out of the cloud um, for whatever reason, and we see. You know, we see that quite a bit. Uh, companies want to take a snapshot or, or a backup or they've got too much data for the cloud. Um, this kind of idea that the cloud is infinite and, you know, always works is, is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, and we do find companies often get uh, get kind of stuck there um, and, and have, you know, copious amounts of data, sometimes in, in the, the range of hundreds of terabytes where they're, they're just having to pay too much for it to, to reside in the cloud and they're not using it um, terribly frequently. So, you know, they can they can use MoveBot to actually get it back on-prem or get it into some storage like uh, S3 or Wasabi or Backblaze, which is going to be far more cost, um, you know, far less costly and less cost prohibitive. Uh, and if it's, if it's not live data, if it's archives or, or stuff, that's probably not going to be touched uh, for a few years then then those sorts of storage platforms make a lot of sense. Yeah, and interesting you talk about, you know, the, the cloud is perhaps not the greatest fit for everybody because we talked at the top of the 
you know, our conversation about back in, in, in my day when I started out as an MSP, everybody was on site and then there was this stampede to the cloud. But actually there is mixed use cases there, isn't there? You know, and the cloud isn't the best fit for, for absolutely everything. So thank you for, for touching upon that and interesting you share it. I'm intrigued if we can get into the weeds a little bit here. Do you support, you do support the migration of data from the cloud on site. How do you actually deploy uh, MoveBot? What's the technical requirements for this? Is it hosted locally, for instance? Is it something you run on a hosted virtual machine or can you run it on site? It's not hosted locally, so it's com it's, it's completely cloud site. Um, we, you know, one of the problems that we wanted to solve uh, with building MoveBot was removing the need for a lot of provisioning uh, on, on, on your site as a customer. Um, and also taking away the, you know, the bandwidth constraints, CPU constraints, and whatnot that that come with those migrations. Um, ideally, you know, in the in an ideal world, everything in in the cloud would be sort of push button. Uh, you wouldn't have to deploy anything. And for me, I, I really enjoy building simple products. Um, and so we've we've built MoveBot to be completely hosted. We we look after all the infrastructure and whatnot for you. Um, which gives us quite an edge in that we're able to scale um, the platform that's actually performing your migrations to for the migration automatically, uh, and and we're also you know in in different regions and whatnot, and we're in close proximity to some of the hosting providers uh, that the major platforms are using. So it's um it's highly optimized in that regard, and and we really don't want you as a, an MSP. Uh, to be worrying about, you know, hey, do I have enough CPU on site to move this data or, you know, how am I going to uh, get around the rate limiter or any of these things? Uh, and some of some of the other products that are out there for data migrations require, you know, launching GCP and clusters with, you know, five, 10 machines. Um, and that's, for me, personally, I... I think it's a bit ridiculous, right? You should uh, just be able to, to jump into a nice web interface and go click, click, bam, and the data starts moving. Um, of course, it can be more complicated than that, uh, but we, we certainly try to, to take uh, all, the, all the details away and make it as simple as possible. Simplicity um, is good. Simplicity is good. <laughs> believe it or not, simplicity is, is harder, though. It's uh, the misnomer, right? You, you, a simple product is, is only simple for the user on the outside. Um, and then I would just note in the case of, uh, say, you're moving to and from an on-prem server, uh, there's a couple of different ways you can connect to that. But the, the easiest way is actually we do have a, a very, very light agent, which you would just run on that machine. And, and that connects to our, our cloud infrastructure uh, and then looks after the move um, for you on, on our site. Kind of right. operates like a pipe. Very cool. You've, you've explained that exceptionally well. And I think, you know, you are the data migration wizard here. This is becoming clear to our, our listeners. So the simplicity angle, although there's a lot of work that goes into it, as you say, it's as it should be. I've been working in tech for an awful long time. I actually get frustrated now, you know, if something is not simple to use, I'm a bit long in the tooth for it. So thank you for the work that you do behind the scenes to make it easy for us. Um, you've talked about the, the different types of platforms that we can move between on site and all the different cloud platforms and things. What type of data do you support moving? And, and that might sound a silly question, but when we think of data migration, we tend to think of files, but do you cover email, other types of structured data as well? What does that look like? 
Um, well, for for us, it's up until quite recently, it's been all all about files. Um, we we kind of made a, a a deliberate decision to to stick with files and do files really really well, um, because that was where we were seeing the challenge for MSPs. Um, from from what I could see, there's a, a lot of email migration tools in the market. There's a lot of ways you can move things like emails and whatnot. Um, but there are not so many highly optimized and simple file uh, transfer file and folder migration tools. It was kind of, it's kind of like the ugly duckling. It, it hasn't really been solved very well. Um, and so we, we built that first. Uh, we do have quite significant roots in file storage. So it was, you know, Couchdrop being the, the SFTP server for cloud storage, it was kind of a natural fit. Um, but early or not early, sorry, late, um, late last year, we, we started seriously uh, looking at email migrations and, and we, built, we built out support for email migrations to and from um, Office and Google and IMAP and a, and a couple of other providers. And we've followed that up now with calendars and contacts and, uh, and a few other things. Um, the big difference for us though, is we are still treating, uh, kind of treating emails and contacts and calendars like files. Mm. Uh, so you can actually take your inbox in Google Workspaces, for example, and dump it in S3 as EML files. And then 12 months later, uh, you could choose to pull it back into Google Workspaces. And so we're taking, taking a slightly different approach there um, to, to the, the rest of the market. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, we, we're sort of flattening how you would do this. Uh, and we're also, um, you know, just treating it as data and that we only charge uh, for the data volumes that are being moved. So there's no there's no sort of concept of a of a user or you know of an organization in total. It's how much data have you got um, in gig or terabytes, whichever comes first, uh, and where do you want to stick it? Uh, and so we're yeah, that's a different a different sort of different sort of model, a different kind of mentality uh, mm. and. Yeah, we're continuing to to expand um, what we support and what we can move, um, with with of course you know a focus on those key um, key units, which is really files and and then secondly emails uh, and a few other things. Yeah, without breaking any confidentiality, I'm intrigued. Can you give me a, some recent examples of a good example of how some of your MS clients, MSP clients, have used MoveBot? Anything interesting going on there? It's used for all sorts of things. I mean, the uh, a sort of normal normal file migration for us uh, would be, you know, between Google and and SharePoint, um, definitely. And a typical typical sort of move is is around five to ten terabytes. Um, that's that's pretty normal. But then, on the on the mail side of things, you know, we're seeing seeing organizations go go sort of again back and forth Microsoft SharePoint uh, uh, sorry Google and SharePoint seems to be the the common combination there um, but the customers are are moving anything from you know a couple of users and just cherry picking um, a few a few people in an organization right up to to moving thousands of users and so it, it really it really varies and it it always tends to be at the last minute 
Uh, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, they, be, because migrations are, are kind of almost an afterthought, uh, they, they, they're often lumped in with a bigger project or something. Um, they tend to crop up at, at the very last minute and, and with that can, can come some, you know, some time crunches. Uh, I think that, you know, we, we pride ourselves on being very, very quick, especially when it comes to, um, file transfers. I think the the kind of biggest migration, biggest single migration we've done was out of Google, uh, going into, uh, I think it was backblaze. And it, it was clocking 35 terabytes a day, uh, and they had they had 1.2 petabytes of data to move, um, and there was a bit of a wager, you know, going on in the office uh, and <laughs> and with the client as to, you know, sort of when it would finish because you know, at a certain point it starts to get a bit ridiculous. It's fun fun being in the middle like that. Uh, you certainly you certainly get to see some stuff. I'd imagine you do. Wow, that is a lot of data there. And uh, I think any MSP listening to this is going to be like, wow, that, that is probably not a project I really wanted to get involved in. But sometimes it gets thrust upon you, as you said. Certain type of customers, right? Like you've got um, some some MSPs uh, are, are dealing with you know businesses like accountants and whatnot. And then others, uh, you have some specialist MSPs who look after media companies. And and media companies uh, just have a, a horrendous amount of data, and and often they they don't know what to do with it, right? They've they've kind of got got themselves into a situation where they've been using um, using a particular provider for years, and the data has been effectively free, and they've just accumulated, 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 and then you know they they're left with. Um, left with the decision to, to move at some point in time, either potentially it's a cost-saving exercise or, or the, you know, they don't have good access to the data and so they have to then then shift it. Um, and often, often that task can be, you know, cost-prohibitive and, and really quite daunting um, because well, no one wants to lose any data. Uh, that's, you know, that's a, a big problem and... As I said earlier, like it's it's believe it or not, it's not that simple to move hundreds of terabytes of data um, between providers. There's there's all sorts of catches that that you've got to accommodate. And, um, yeah, I can well believe that, that it's not that simple. And speaking from experience as well, you know, essentially the business that I run now is something of a media company. You know, we do podcasts, we do videos, we and we move around an incredible right. of, of data. Now, I'll, I will say this, Michael, I wish I'd have met you the data migration wizard like three months ago um, because we were in a situation where, you know, we're a Google shop. We store everything Google Workspace, Google Drive there. And, um, you know, essentially we've just been storing all of our data, all video interviews going back years and years and years. And Google got in touch and said, oh, yeah, we're changing our pricing model. And by the way, if you don't move this amount of data by the end of the month, we're going to hit you with a big fat bill, which you can imagine yeah. we weren't pleased about. It. So we had to scramble to move all this data into archive. And we did it, um, you know, but it wasn't a pleasant job. So I wish that I come across, I can well believe what you're talking about media companies. Uh, I know MSPs who deal with media companies and I can well believe how difficult that sort of challenge is of moving petabytes of data. So good to know now for, for myself and listeners that MoveBot makes that simple, even if the job underneath the surface isn't so simple. 
I'm also imagining some of our MSP listeners have dealt with a scenario. I've, I've just thought of why we were speaking, and that is of a client going through an acquisition or a merger. And I think we all giggled a little bit when you said, oh, you know, it tends to be sort of last minute. And the client says, oh, yeah, can you move all the petabytes of data by tomorrow morning for us? And you're like, what? The merger acquisition model where two different businesses, two different sets of data, some overlap. Perhaps they need to merge data, you know, from two instances of even the same service. Can Movebot help with that? How does Movebot help? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's a that's a big use case, um, right right across the board, regardless of sort of how big or small the the company is. Um, so I mean, in that in that case, uh, the the actual process of doing the migration with Movebot or doing transfer is is fairly seamless. So you um, you really just connect the source and the destination, pick the pick the data you want to move across, and hit go. And and we we look after we look after the rest, right? Um, and in, a, in the case of a merger and acquisition, often it's it's not all the data that's coming across. Um, so you know you you may need to re and you may need to reorganize users, or potentially it's just a subset of of the company. We see that quite a bit, where a, a large organization has sold a, a small portion of the of the business that was potentially working on one particular product. Um, and and so you only want to take a few of the users across it, and Movebot will will allow you to do that, um, really quite simply. So it's it, it, it's a pretty seamless process. Yeah, and as long as you don't leave it at the last minute, a day before <laughs> the account's going to get uh, going to be terminated, then then you'll probably be all right. Something that's occurred to me, and I'm remembering back to my time, you know, managed services and data migration. One of the big challenges for MSPs is pinning the client down to find the right time to move the data. And I know we've both been through that scenario where you say, hey, they, the client wants a job done, but they say, oh, yeah, but we've got to carry on working. Have you thought and can move but help with MSPs migrating live data that's currently in use and perhaps, I'm not going to say multiple migrations, but multiple passes at the data? Yeah, so we 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 can and like traditionally you you would organize a, a, a cutover period and cutover window and tell everyone, hey, stop working the data, don't don't do anything, go you know take a vacation or something. But that it's extremely prohibitive um, for for the for the clients and it's you don't have any margin for failure in that case. So the the way that we deal with it is generally we tell customers. Um, not to mention that they're moving any data and uh, and just let Movebot perform the copy operation in the background. And then once they're done, uh, test and have a look, make sure the data is in the right place and everything looks okay. And then we go into what we call a continuous delta cutover. So Movebot will actually look at the source and destination and identify changes. And then it will only move the data which is actually changed or, or being added. Um, and so your your cutover suddenly is is far less of a problem, right? It you can effectively you know move the vast majority of the data across uh, and do sort of what we would call a lift and shift, where you just grab everything, pull it across, 
Um, and then you can slowly start cutting over your users at a time which is convenient for them. By You do that by uh, effectively running a continuous sync um, between the source and destination that just ticks over in the background. Um, and, and once you're done, you, you can stop running it and, and away you go. So there's no, there's no big bang. Um, that, that is, you know, is one of the, the problems. Uh, businesses don't, can't just switch off for, you know, a few days while an MSP um, performs a migration. It's just simply not practical. And the larger the organization, the worse, the worse it gets. Um, so, I mean, yeah. We've we've tried to solve that problem. I think we've done a pretty good job there. Whereas you, know, you traditionally you would have had to to do a lot more planning and whatnot with with Movebot. You can just um, set the move up, run it, watch it for for a while. Uh, that initial sync will take um, a lot longer than the deltas, of course. And then once you're done, you know you go you go into this continued delta uh, sync and and start moving users across. Wow. That, that could be a killer feature right there. So I'm old enough to remember trying to migrate, um, you know, Windows uh, domains and Microsoft small business server. And there was a, a chap who was a bit of a legend in our industry, a, a guy called Jeff Middleton, who created a product called SBS Swing, which allowed you to move server in exactly the way that you mentioned, which is, you know, instead of the big bang where it's like, right, we're cutting off and moving across, you could migrate over a period of weeks uh, to do that. And it was such a game changer for MSPs at the time and for small business server specialists. And what you're talking about here that you've created with MoveBot, that ability to do essentially the same, killer feature in my opinion, because <laughs> Every MSP listening to this is going to know that, you know, trying to pin the client down to get the time uh, to do this is really, really difficult. So that is an awesome feature and kudos for, for thinking about that. I think like in general, MSPs uh, kind of work almost in the, a lot of time in the background, right? And, and it's, only, it's only when stuff goes wrong um, that... You know they're they're getting the phone calls and whatnot, and I think like migrations again, it, MSP should just be able to move data for their clients whenever it's necessary. It shouldn't it shouldn't be such a big obstacle um, because ultimately you want to be able to give your your client the best tool for the job. And while you know there's two sort of clear um, major platforms in in the space, Google and and Microsoft with SharePoint, uh, they're you know, one is is better at certain things than the other, and we see a lot of companies who have, um, especially the bigger bigger teams, who who have several different platforms in use for for data storage and and whatnot. And so you you need to be able to reorganize that data and move it um, just just to keep a clean house. Uh, and so it shouldn't it shouldn't be something which is difficult and time consuming and. Ideally, um, it's it's just something that MSP does in the background for the customer, and suddenly you know data starts appearing um, where it should, and and the customer's happy, and and the MSP is not not getting yelled at, not getting stressed, and uh, it's, it's getting on with the next sort of job, or next service request. More of that, and we none of us like being yelled at. <laughs> but data migration can be the one where it most likely uh, to happen. I, I, I was just thinking, actually, you know, pre MSP for me, I worked in corporate IT and I managed 
dozens of systems with like high volumes of data. I was at companies like Ernst & Young and the NHS. So I can tell you from experience um, that when you're moving data, I needed to know what moved successfully and what went wrong. So I'm intrigued. What does the reporting on MoveBot look like? Because sometimes the stuff out of our control isn't there, you know, bandwidth or uh, connectivity losses or anything like that. And you can get yourself into a right pickle if you don't know what worked and what didn't. So what does the reporting in MoveBot look like? Yeah, so I mean, the biggest, one of the biggest things with these, with these migrations is dealing with failures um, and dealing with failures automatically. And then when when stuff really goes wrong and we can't move a file, uh, surfacing it. So straight out, straight out of the gates, uh, you can see, and you can see it live uh, through the web interface, what's happening um, at a few different levels. You get logs if you really want to watch the logs. Um, I think that can <laughs> can be kind of entertaining sometimes. It can be quite mes- mesmerizing, can't it, Michael? Yeah. It, it can be, it can be. I think our, our, our customer success team spends, spends a lot of their time in logs. Um, <laughs> But but what, what we try and do is surface the stuff which is really important. Uh, so there's a, a lot of noise and a lot of thing, a lot of small things that can go wrong during a migration, but most of them you don't have to worry about um, uh, unless you're looking for a specific thing. So out, out of the bat, uh, or out of the gate, sorry, you're you're gonna see critical failures. So files and folders that have actually failed to transfer outright. Um, and by the time you're seeing a critical failure, you know, we've tried to to transfer that file at a minimum twenty times, wow. um, and we've tried different strategies and whatnot to to get that file across. Um, and you know, you get an error message from us that says, "Hey, we think this has gone wrong," and then we also provide a lot of details into um, what's happened in the underlying cloud storage engine, uh, because un- unfortunately, you know, there's. Uh, a lot of connectivity and a lot of random API issues that occur uh, that are not predictable and not consistent and, and the error responses that we get. And so, you know, often um, we can't tell you exactly what's gone on uh, gone wrong because, you know, the message we're getting back from, from Microsoft is complete garbage or, <laughs> you know, so we surface, we surface all of that for you, but, but try and do it in a way which, um, it makes sense and as easy to deal with. Yeah, thank you for Ideally, that. there's no errors. Ideally, um, but we, we don't live in an <laughs> ideal world a lot of the time, do we? So. No, no, we don't. Uh, but it's it's getting better. Like I think that's it's one of our key measurements or uh, one of our key metrics is six, uh, the number of sort of failures in a, in a migration because uh, ultimately – you know, the dream is is that it's really, hey, I've got a folder here in Google. I want to drag it across here and dump it in S3, do it, tell me when it's done. I don't want to know anything about what's happening under the hood. Um, or, hey, I've got a 1,000 users I, would, I need to move. Do it. Don't tell me about it. Uh, and, and you know, move what just gonna, it goes up and executes it. Then just goes and runs it and away we go. So Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about the migration experience itself, and it sounds like the reporting and move bot, you know, you can go as granular as you want. I would be one of those people, by the way, that'd be staring at the log and, and getting slightly mesmerized by it. I find that very hypnotic. But um, but again, speaking from experience, uh, Michael, 
half of the battle of data migrations, or certainly the ones that I've dealt with, is preparing the data so it can be successfully moved across there. Can you t tell me, does MoveBot, can you help MSPs with pre-migration data preparation? Yeah, so we, we have what we call a discovery scan, um, which is a useful tool even if you're not doing data migrations. Uh, and so what, what you can do is point MoveBot at, say, a Google tenant and say, hey, I want to move this to Dropbox, um, for example. And there's a, a bunch of different things uh, or a bunch of different incompatibilities between those two platforms, um, some of which you need to deal with and some of which we can deal with automatically for you. Uh, but even just the, the act of uh, taking data in Google Drive uh, spread across maybe 20 or 30 different um, shared drives and putting it in Dropbox requires a bit of reorganization. Uh, the same uh, if you were going from a file server into you know, SharePoint, right? Uh, a, a file server is not SharePoint. They, they have a totally different model. Um, and so you need to you need to move the data around. You need to sort of pick in and choose where it's going to go in in the destination. And so what what we do from this discovery scan is give you a picture of all your data. So we tell you things like you know, hey, this particular folder is too big for SharePoint. You can't stick it there. Um, we we tell you if there's there's minor things like file name sanitization and whatnot required. Um, we we try and look after you know, 99.9% .9 of, of those conditions automatically for you, but, but we still surface it. So you kind of can look at the, the scan and go, okay, well, I've got, you know, five terabytes more data than I thought I had. That's, that's kind of nice. Um, that's going to be a, be a bit of a problem uh, going, you know, going into SharePoint, but um, this is what, you know, my data looks like, and these are the things that I need to deal with and the problems that I need to solve um, before actually doing the migration. And yeah, so we try and surface it and and push you to, you know, organize your data in a certain way. And and we look for for all the common um, common issues, the common constraints. Very cool indeed. That's going to be very helpful. Um, half the battle yeah. is, you half can... of winning the battle is doing the preparation, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, a migration is generally a really good opportunity for a bit of cleanup as well. Um, so, you know, we surface things like duplicate files and duplicate folders and, and, and give you visibility over that sort of stuff where, you know, if the client's looking at moving, say, five terabytes of data across and uh, only one terabyte of that data is actually has, has been touched or is active, um, then potentially you know, SharePoint is not the best place for it. And, and so rather than just dragging everything across, um, you can say, well, why don't we take everything that's been modified in the last year or two years across into SharePoint and then we'll, we'll move um, data older than a year to, to a server or to S3. Um, and, you know, these are the kinds of conversations which, um, which MSPs can, can have with their clients. And it's, Generally, it's a massive cost saver. Yeah. Um, but again, if if you don't know what the data looks like, it, it's very difficult to actually make those decisions. And and so the scan, the scan tool built into MoveBot is 
is is incredibly um, it's incredibly useful for that and and really powerful. And it's it's free as well. Wow. Um, so so you don't you don't pay for for the scan tool. You you just plug it in and away you go and. That's Hopefully move some data. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully move some data there. But as you say, like the real value add that an MSP brings, though, is the ability to, to use that as an opportunity to speak to the clients about, okay, what data we need to keep, what needs to be archived, how can it be you know rejigged at that point? So there is a, a lot of opportunity for the MSP to add value as well. I, I want to ask... Obviously, I'm in the UK, Newcastle upon Tyne at the moment. Uh, you've you're in New Zealand. You've got up, you've stayed up late working after a really tough day to speak to me, which we appreciate. But we've already mentioned our audience is based for the podcast here all over the world. Can you speak to uh, data compliance? We can't talk about data without data compliance and things. So things like GDPR here in Europe as well, other late and local data protection legislation. How do they fit in with Moobot? They make my life very stressful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so so we are we are a New Zealand company, but but we we don't have any infrastructure here. Um, we're we're a New Zealand company purely by um, you know because we we we're Kiwis, um, at least most of us. But data sovereignty and, and MoveBot is kind of your, your choice. So when you configure a project, uh, you tell us where you would like the data to reside. And, and we have sort of micro data centers or, or points of presence um, in, in virtually every region. Uh, so, you know, we have in, in Europe, um, we have a pop in London, we have a pop in Frankfurt and a pop in Amsterdam as well. Points of presence uh, and, that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, point of, a point of presence. So when, when we deploy resources for your um, your migration, which we do, you know, in the background for you automatically, we will put it in a particular region and and your data doesn't leave um, that region. So it's, you know, as long as you choose uh, the appropriate place dependent on the, the regulations that, you know, you're trying to satisfy, um, you'll, you'll be fine. And as far as GDPR goes, um, we, you know, we can sign DPAs and whatnot with customers. Uh, and and in the you know, in the US, there's this HIPAA and CCPA, and I think uh, shortly every state in in the US is going to have its own uh, privacy regulations, which yeah. is going to be fun. Um, it's be fun. Time to be a CISO uh, or an auditor, I think. <laughs> I would have said so. Yeah, but it's good that you've you've thought about that. One of the uh, companies that I'm a big fan of. Um, handles GDPR, um, you know, regulations and stuff here in the in the UK. So I understand a little bit of what what you're saying about that, about the DPA and the, and the things of that nature. So um, Keepable is the product I'm speaking about in the UK. And we've learned so much mm-hmm. about data regulation uh, and legislation and things. So really good that you thought about it because I you'd be surprised to realise I speak to a lot of companies that, move, that work with large amounts of data and they only given a cursory thought to the data legislation implication. So really good that you've um, that you've thought about that. But we're talking of time zones, tell me more about MoveBot technical support. So obviously data migration, as we've said, not the most exciting subject, but also super, super important. And one of the things that, that you've got to do right first time. So what does it look like if an MSP needs help or has a problem? What does a uh, technical support from MoveBot look like? Yeah, so... Um, we have we have support resources in, in Vancouver and and now um, in, in the EU as well uh, out of Prague. For us, like 
the the first few migrations with an MSP, we will we will work with you quite closely. Um, and a lot of MSPs don't take us up on that offer, um, but you know it's it's a it's a it's a really good opportunity to learn the tool and and to get you know get advice about the broader picture um, around migrations. And we obviously build you know we build Movebot, so we know Movebot very very well, but we we see all sorts of different migrations and different scenarios um, and different problems that MSPs are encountering. So, you know, going through that, so go through that onboarding, those onboarding sessions and whatnot with your team and working with us on the first, you know, first migration um, that you do in the real world is is a very, very important part, um, even though the tool is so, so simple. For... For support in general, um, we we have sort of two tiers or two urgency sensors. Uh, there's you know we have a Discord channel, we have email support and whatnot, and you can book book time with our engineers. And then we have a uh, what we call premium support, which is kind of a, a, a get help right now mm. sort of thing. And it doesn't matter what time zone you're in, um, effectively, and an on call engineer in the worst case scenario will get. We'll get pained and we'll get woken up and and we'll we'll give you hands with migration um, or you know with your particular problem and it's it's quite an interesting challenge um, trying to trying to be a global business uh, and and have sort of twenty four seven support for 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 MSPs and customers um, but you know, I think we do a pretty good job of it and it's you know it's not something that you pay extra for or anything like that it is. Um, it's, it's something that comes with an MSP partnership, and and you know support team is great. Like they they really are um, top notch, and you know we're constantly sort of taking feedback from from MSPs and from customers um, on the product, and and that gets fed straight back into engineering and and gets gets acted on. So um, yeah, that's awesome, and that's what MSPs want to hear. They want to know somebody's the other end of the phone if it hits the fan, and they. I know it. it's it's most obvious obvious thing like of course you know when when something goes wrong you need to you need to be able to talk to someone and to get a real a real solution uh, not you know not be put through the sort of escalation process of first you get level one guy and then you get level two guy like if you're if you're working in an MSP you you know your stuff already right you're you're coming to us because you've tried it's not working uh and and so we yeah we we don't muck around um we are your we are your partners and and this and uh and uh, our guys are, are very you know very very capable and very experienced and um they're, they're not level one um certainly and there's no uh there's no gates or anything it's Excellent. Get help pretty quickly. Get through to the people you need to speak to straight away, which is music scene yeah, and if you MSPs. If you've got something really curly uh, or you're you're really in trouble, you might even end up with me on the other end of the line. <laughs> well, based on what we've heard today, Michael, that would be uh, an honour for most people, I think, given your knowledge of data migration here. To that point, most MSPs I know are notoriously time poor. Do you offer any assistance to MSPs who've got projects they may not be able to handle in-house at all directly? Can they outsource or speak to you about handling those projects entirely? Yes, we do. So we have professional services. Uh, we we don't um, we try not to push it. Uh, and so because ultimately, like our, our path to markets and and our customers are are MSPs. 
Um, so, you know, we do we do have it as an offering. It is there, but most of the time, what we'll try and do instead is is help MSP through the through the migration process instead of you know one hundred percent doing it for them and and providing it as a as a service in itself. I think once once MSPs realise how easy it is to to use the tool, and once they've been through a, a migration with it then you know it's it's not such a big big obstacle and then when there are issues um or there are there are caveats or things that an MSP doesn't know and that they're uncertain of we are we're here right um and we have a lot of channels uh, where you know you can just fire off a, a, a cushion to us like you know what what do you generally see as far as um the performance for small files going into SharePoint from Google, for example, and and you can find that off to us on Slack or Discord or via email and or we'll book a call and and we'll, we'll work we'll work with you on that. So Excellent. do offer it. Um, we'll do the migration for you if you if uh, if you need um, that kind of service. But you know we really prefer to um, to be working with MSPs as opposed to uh, you know. Sub- doing some of their business or doing it for um, them, doing it for them, doing it for them. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm hearing is Movebot's such an easy platform to get up and up and running with, you know, I think people might be a little bit nervous about that. Those data migration projects based on the bad experiences they've had in the past. But from what I'm hearing about Movebot, it, it's going to make it life a whole lot easier because of the hard work you and the team have put in behind the scenes there. So, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the aim. Like it's, it should, it should just be point and click. Of course, it, it, it very really is. Um, but, but the goal is, is to really do that and to, to make it as, as easy as possible. Um, cause ultimately like we don't just want people using Movebot for migrations. Uh, I'm really, really keen on sort of making it so easy that, you know, it's less of a migration. It's more, Hey, I've got some data here and I need it here because the customer is now working over here. Uh, and it makes more sense for that data to be, to be in this system. And so it's just, okay, we can do that for you. Um, and the MSP just presses a couple of buttons and away, and away it goes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how, how it should be. Uh, and, and I think we do, we do a pretty decent job of that and we're continuing to, you know, to build on the product and um, support. You're going to have made a lot of uh, fans as a result of uh, this conversation here. A lot of people are saying, hey, I've got the, uh, the issues that you've spoken about. Movebot's going to be able to help me. Of course, we get down to like brass tacks. And so tell us a bit about what you charge for Movebot. How is it licensed to MSPs? What does the product cost look like? It's generally just simply a per usage basis. Mm. Um, we do have we do have a subscription model as well, um, which effectively becomes uh, a sort of all you can eat um or you can eat model but most of our customers and most of our partners uh are, are using movebot in a as you go sort of basis so there's no contracts or anything like that there's no um there's no upfront costs you you effectively pay per gig uh and that's right across the board so if you're moving files or if you're moving emails it's exactly the same model uh, and we do have an MSP partner program, um, which comes with uh, discounts on our public rates, and and the option to 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 use a subscription uh, as well. And if you you know if you need something like um, the professional services, 
aspect, uh, then generally we we look at that on a on a case by case basis, uh, and and we'll work with you to to figure out what's going to work. The pricing is really meant to be straightforward. I mean, part of the issue with migrations is that it's it can be very difficult to actually estimate how much it is going to cost. Um, not only in terms of the time uh, that an MSP has to spend on it, but you know also the product that has to be used and We've we've looked at a lot of different pricing models per user, you know, per team drive, and and really you just end up with a really complicated pricing sheet, and yeah. no one knows what they're going to be paying, uh, and it doesn't scale very well. Um, and you know, traditionally there've there've been some data migration tools that have charged you know a dollar fifty two dollars a gig. Um, which means you're going to be paying more for the data migration than you're potentially ever going to pay for the underlying storage, yeah. um, which just doesn't make any sense, right? So, you know, we've we've gone gone a lot lower um, in terms of that that pricing. MSPs get a significant discount um, through our partner program, and then, you know, if you're looking at at a migration which is over ten terabytes. Uh, you should talk to us um, because you know the pricing does scale. Uh, I think it depending on you know how much, uh, how how complicated it is, and what sort of help you need. And you know, in it can um, it can scale quite aggressively when you start getting into the 20, 30, 40, 50 terabyte range. Mm. We haven't mentioned how people can find out more about MoveBot. So if people listening, MSPs, want to find out more about uh, MoveBot, uh, where do they go? What's the, what's the website URL? How can they contact people? Um, MoveBot.io is, is the URL. Um, you Hopefully you see some pictures of our robot at IT Nation. Um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, we're we're really easy to get a hold of. Uh, so so if you want to, to to have a play with the product, you can jump on our website and sign up. Um, we give you 250 gig free, and you know if you need more, we'll give you more. Um, it's it's as simple as that. Generally, you know it's good to to actually run a migration and have a good play around with the tool, uh, so that you get a gauge for for your next project and uh, and. You know, then you can reach out to to either sales or support and and book a book a call um, with us. And of course, you can join our Discord, um, which is actually a really good you know a good place to be um, because you not only get to talk to us, but you also get to talk to other MSPs who are potentially having you know similar problems or or doing similar migrations to you. Um, and and there's often uh, advice sort of shared in that space. Um, as well yeah and um, we'll include for the benefit of listeners we'll uh, include a, a accompanying blog post for this episode at tublog.co.uk we'll include the links to to movebot we'll include the links to your discord channel there we'll, in, we'll include the links to CouchDrop, which we briefly mentioned as well your sftp uh, solution uh, as well so I'm intrigued. What are your plans for for CouchDrop, Movebot, and and your whole business empire in 2024 and beyond, Michael? Oh, good question. Still working that out. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, for Movebots, um, we, as I as I said earlier, we really want to change the the paradigm a bit around migrations and moving data. 
Um, Mootbot can be used for more than just migrations. So it can be used for backups. Um, it can be used for, for data cleanup and reorganization. And so really um, we're just building the product and, and extending, expanding it, making it better and simpler to, to, to operate and to uh, fit in with these use cases. Um, we have probably in the next three months, uh, if you know everything goes to plan, um, what we're calling tasks coming up and tasks will be a bit of an amalgamation of a cover of cleanup with uh and and move bots but but will include a, a backup um task type so you'll be able to use movebot to take sort of a clean snapshot of the data every day or every week uh and and put that somewhere and it's you know it's just building on the existing core there um and and reusing that existing core and that functionality in a in a slightly different way so that you know, MSPs can um, can use it to to solve another problem. Yeah, you are all about data. You are the data migration wizard. I said that earlier on in the call, and I think listeners uh, will understand why. And so, I appreciate it. And I should say for, again, for the benefit of listeners, it's it's getting late in the uh, the evening for Michael. He's worked a full day. You know, it's fairly early in the morning here in Newcastle, but I'm used, I'm an early starter. Michael's had a hell of a day already. So, Michael, I so appreciate you taking time out of your personal time to tell us more about Movebot and give us an insight into you know wisdom around data migration. This has been a really fun interview for me, and um, I think you're going to make a lot of fans in the world of managed services who are going to want to check out Movebot. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's good, good to talk to you, Richard. Thanks for your time, and hope to be hearing from from a few MSPs. I uh, and I hope to see you. Hopefully, you mentioned IT Nation, um, an event in the near future. I know we are literally on the sides of the world, but hopefully, we get a chance to to meet in person at some point. Uh, well, well, that will definitely be possible. I think we will be at IT Nation this year. Wonderful. I look forward to it, Michael. Thank you. Cheers. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tubblog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. 